All right, this is episode four of the We'll Take Philly bonus episode. Uh, this would be Andy's week to do the bonus. Um, and we just like to do these just to give you guys other uh, topics to enjoy that aren't currently, that aren't relevant currently in the, the NHL. So I'll hand it right off to Andy because it's his week. And uh, here you go, man. All right, dude. So this one has been tricky for me to think about. But I sort of thought about it earlier uh, yesterday and then a little bit more today. And then you actually almost alluded to it. I almost accidentally brought it up on the regular recording. But, and bear with me here because I I still haven't figured out how I'm trying to present this. So I'm going to kind of ad lib as I'm going. But we're watching games we're watching a lot of different series and so far in my opinion every series we've been watching has had pretty equal fan distributions uh between the two teams playing what i'm wondering is is it fair that the nhl has allowed fans to attend certain games in these playoffs um because some of them sort of the series started and then the fans was like an afterthought some of the series the fans were there from the get-go and just their capacity has been increased over the series the length of the series but is it fair that you know any team just whenever their uh protocols or their covid rules allow it um to start allowing fans to come as spectators again as well as um how do do you think we need to worry down the road like if winnipeg ends up playing boston like do we want to have a a, one team with an arena with 800 people in it and another one with a full house like that's kind of like the the thing that i want to that I wanted to talk about because in my opinion, well, I'll let you, I'll let you talk. Yeah. So with the first part, just it being fair, um, I would say it is, you know, currently each state is different here in the United States with how well we're doing with COVID. So I think where fans were there from the beginning uh, in certain series and then other states or other uh, fan bases were able to increase their capacity as the games went on, I think is just a testament to just where the the COVID numbers were at with certain states. Uh, but I think it is fair overall. I mean, I think that it was a priority of, for them to get fans in as soon as possible or as soon as it was safe to. Um, there weren't any fans in the regular season and throughout the regular season, there were multiple COVID outbreaks. Uh, and I think the NHL kind of looked at that. I mean, they may have even looked at the regular season and and were hoping to have fans at the start, but uh, with with the COVID outbreaks, they weren't sure, so they decided to not do it. And maybe it was best because, like I said, there were COVID outbreaks. But heading into the to the playoffs, I think that it's pretty clear that teams know how to manage uh, players and staff with COVID to make sure that they're getting tested and make sure they're, you know, following all the COVID protocols and and guidelines uh, to make sure that the next step would be, okay, the players and and the team is safe. Now let's go to the fans. And they're able to open up. Some of them are open up full capacity. Others still have ways to go, but 
uh, where the fans are 100% at capacity. I, I think that they're um, following the same protocols. You know, you see some wearing masks in the crowd. And though they aren't socially distanced, I think at this point, we're pretty safe. And I think that that's why you see a lot of um, fans, at, so, at least the American one. So I sort of meant, like, because the fans give, uh, the fans, I think, give the home team a pretty massive advantage. So I'm I'm not so much concerned of like you know the the safety aspect of it or you know the spread of the virus sort of thing. I just mean like, would it be fair if like Tampa made it to the finals with Winnipeg and they had you know twelve thousand people behind them every game and Winnipeg only had eight hundred healthcare workers in their seats, that sort of thing. Uh, so I think that I heard. I think I heard that there would there would be exceptions to that. I don't know what the exceptions would be. I think the NHL would obviously look at that and say, Tampa, you know, either you got to make sure you're lowering it down to 800 people, or um, I even heard that there could be a possibility that a Canadian team comes to the states and plays at a designated home arena where they at least could have fans there. Um, but again, that's just speculation. Really? Yeah, I, I think that they were going to exempt because right now I don't think travel between the states and in Canada is allowed. But I heard that they would, uh, the NHL was working to make that an exemption with, uh, you know, and like for example, if the Jets were to move on and then the Avalanche were to move on, there would be an exception for the Avalanche to travel to Canada and then the Jets to travel to America, possibly to a new home rink where they designate it um like okay but i you know i i guess it wouldn't be fair obviously if tampa had twelve thousand fans and, and winnipeg only had 800 healthcare workers um i don't know how fast canada is going to open up their capacity because the montreal game only had i want to say two thousand yeah two thousand or so and then the toronto in game seven only had 500 so it'll be difficult. It's a tough decision for the NHL because as much as they want to see fans, you also have to think about just where, just just the fairness, like you said. I mean, it, it wouldn't be fair to have these thousands of fans play against a, a fan base that only has 800 healthcare workers. Right. Yeah, no, as far as a business standpoint, you got to get these fans back as fast. Yeah. And that's a totally separate you know, conversation to have, but I just meant in the way that it's happening, it just seems like, you know, once your state or your country starts opening up, you can just start having fans come back in and like, I don't know. I just, I feel like fans having a full house in a team that doesn't even have the ability to come anywhere near that. It, it's to me, that's like a pretty decent advantage. You can gain a lot from the fans, uh, especially when you're when you're down and you need it, you know. So that's yeah. yeah, that was like the topic that I had thought of for today is how they're going to end up dealing with that. And if you think, I don't know, do you have an idea of like how you might deal with it if you were the commissioner? Um, what I would do is I would do the designated neutral home arena. I know it'd be it would suck for the Canadian teams, no matter where this neutral um stadium would be but for example maybe montreal 
if they can't, you know, if Canada isn't opening up as fast as America is, and they aren't able to get as much fans as, you know, Tampa or Carolina or any of them, maybe having them go play in Buffalo, at least it's closer to Montreal than, you know, let's say San Jose or another designated home rink you could do. So maybe um, designate like Buffalo as Montreal's home ice arena if they were to play against an American team and let it be open to 100%. I mean, because I say Buffalo, not just because they're close, but I know if you watch a lot of Sabres uh, games at home, Montreal and Toronto and those Canadian teams that are, are close to Buffalo can fill up that arena pretty pretty well with red, red jerseys. So maybe designating Montreal with Buffalo if they were able to move on. I'm trying to think of Winnipeg, maybe Minnesota for them. I think that Minnesota. Yeah, I was thinking Minnesota or like Detroit, probably. Yeah, I, I think those two cities are relatively close to Winnipeg to be able to to give them a, a neutral arena at one of those places and open up a hundred percent. But even when you do that, you still, you know, the Jets aren't playing at their home home. They're just playing at this neutral arena that it was just given to them by the NHL. It's not their real home but it would it would at least let them have the same amount of fans as tampa or the same amount of capacity as tampa or or carolina or boston or any of them um you know i think that if they didn't like let's say that they were to say we're not going to open up the arenas until both canada and the u.s are on the same page with with covid and, and how they've been able to open then I don't even think you'd you'd see fans and probably not even next season. I don't know where Canada goes from here. I know that their issue is, I guess, vaccination and uh, being able to, to vaccinate their population. I think that's what's holding them back. And, you know, if they were to, if they were to say that, you know, no fans are allowed until both Canada and the United States are, are able to have full capacity, then again, it, it just, it's, losing them more money. And I know that you mentioned that this is a business and as much as they want to be fair, they also got to make sure that these franchises stay afloat. And I don't know the numbers they lost last year in the playoffs, but got to imagine they lost a ton of money. I even heard rumors that starting this season on time um, made them lose if they started it on time, they would have lost a ton of money. I wanted to say $2 billion to throw it out there, but I could be wrong. That number could be wrong. Uh, but, again, it's it's a lot of money for them to lose in just one year. And I even heard that the cap, for example, isn't going to move away from what it is now for the next five years. So, you know, it's it, it sucks to be in the position. I think that the NHL wanted to to make sure that fans got back, but they couldn't really – compromise or they couldn't really work with Canada as fast as America could. So I, I think that that's why you see fans here in the States and then fans in Canada. Got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, that's, uh, for you, that's I'll, good. I'll those are good you. points. Yeah, no, for me, I was thinking, dude, you know what would be cool? Is a winter classic style Stanley Cup. Okay, I could. That's what I was thinking. I dig that. I could, but the thing is, is, again, it would have to be in the states. Um, because I, I don't. I, with Canada, it's tough. They have different 
regulation and, and guidelines for us. So I don't know where they'd stand with an outdoor. But league. but if you make it a winner's winner class, like it's a neutral, it's a neutral venue, and it's a full house every time. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. I I like that. I I think it'd be really neat. It'd be really cool for them to do that. But I also think that's a very you know abstract out of the box answer and unlikely. Um, yeah. Plus two, it's kind of unplanned. You know, it's not like I think they would have revealed that in the beginning. But it, it's it was a good idea. I would like to see that. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool just at some point to have a winter classic styled Stanley Cup, but. Yeah, other than that idea, it's uh, I don't really know. It's difficult. I, it is. It's very difficult. Because it, it's, it, it's it'd, it'd be it's tough like, to like walk a, approach a team and say, hey, you know, a uh, you know Carolina, Winnipeg can't let more than a thousand people in. Can you guys like even just asking a team to half the the venue is like, you know, it's a it's a tough ask. It's. I mean, it's a it's an un, unprecedented time, is what it is. It's unprecedented, um, and and, and you're right. The NHL is fragile in that financial standpoint, and the fans are what you make your money off of, and specifically the fans in the seats are what you make your money off of. So, yeah, it it's a tricky tricky scenario to handle, but I don't I don't really know how you would. Aside from creating a like an American um, city that a Canadian team could use, which would uh, that have a whole other set of logistics to to worry about, but right, and nah, I, I like the take on it. I mean, I think I'll always give you my take on it, my honest take. But I think even with a neutral designated American city for a Canadian team to play. I still think that they would fill it up. I mean, maybe the issue is that fans... I think they would, too. I don't... I mean, the issue... You mentioned Buffalo, and I think Buffalo... Like, Buffalo fans themselves would probably fill it up. Right. And and that was going to be my point, is they might be thinking, like, oh, you know, is this really going to be full? But Buffalo fans, they haven't seen playoff hockey in 10 years, coming up on eleven. Who's to say that they won't say, you know what? Screw it. We'll buy a ticket and we'll watch Montreal versus. Might Colorado. be your new favorite team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not your favorite team, but it's playoff hockey. <laughs> um, and that, that, that's a city that hasn't seen it in a while. And then Detroit, you know, they've been out of the playoffs for some time now. And not throw them a, a bone and say, not only do Winnipeg and, and yeah, let's say the Knights move on. Let's, let's say the Jets and, and, Knights are playing. Why not have that as a homestand? So that way, Knight fans, uh, Jets fans, and even Wings fans, all three of that fan base could go to those games and enjoy just a great playoff game. Mm -hmm. I think that that would be the best um, logistical standpoint for them. The only issue I I could see is Canadians not being able to cross the border for a hockey game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how they would get exempt from that. I don't know if it would be special uh, case. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta be vaccinated, or you have to make sure certain things fall. But if they could allow that for their fans, and and Canada's uh, government could could compromise, I would think that that would be a very 
good idea, possibly the best idea, rather than, like you say, having 800 fans in one arena and then go to play another team that has 17,000. It, it, that's it, that's it, what I'm fearful of. I, I just hope nothing is done. I, I, don't, I hope that it's not nothing that they decide because I think that would be massively unfair to give a team that sort of atmospherical advantage, you know? Yeah, and the last thing I'll say for this is you mentioned having to go up to a team and say, you know, hey, Winnipeg only has 800 fans. Can you possibly make, you know, your crowds? I mean, it's got to be an awkward conversation for the NHL oh, yeah. to say, hey, we know that we allowed you guys to have full capacity for the last two rounds. Two or three, yeah. But you're going to have to cut it back because, you know, Winnipeg, Montreal, those teams can't can't play with, with more than eight. 100 fans in attendance you know it, it would just be tough for the nhl to have to do that so i think there there is something i agree this. i agree and it's for that reason that i was i was a little bit surprised that they allowed for the playoffs the fans to, to come back it'd be one thing if it was like during the regular season that we saw this level of attendance again and then it led into the to the uh, into the postseason, but it, it was to me it was a little bit of a not questioning, but a oh that 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 was an unexpected turn of events, I guess for me. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think that, uh, like I said, they possibly wanted more fans in the regular season, but just due to you know the the teams getting COVID and all of that, it may have hindered their campaign right. to to open it up to the regular season but i think if, had they done that it would benefit canadian fans as well because if they'd done this sooner maybe instead of 800 fans there's at least 5,000. and although it's not full capacity at least it's bigger than you know hundreds better than a murmur <laughs> yeah. we'll see how it goes but you know i think we propose pretty good ideas to to solve this you know issue that's that's apparent you know it's definitely an issue and it's it's something they're going to have to work on and and uh, find a compromise on because it just wouldn't be fair for those fan bases. I agree. But a uh, good discussion. Other than that, you know, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, we really appreciate all the all the listeners that get us. And like Andy said in, in the uh, in the main episode, we are looking for an artist to just make a thumbnail or a, a new logo rather for our podcast uh, so if you know anybody or uh, just reach out to us like i said we'll put a uh an email in the uh, description boxes so that way you guys could could email us uh your uh friends or, or anybody you know thanks for listening take care and enjoy the games as always <laughs>